Well, hello, the internet, and welcome to season 147, episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into this old shared consciousness of ours here in the US of A and say off the rip, fuck the Coke brothers, as in Coke Industries. Fox News, fucking Rush Limbaugh, Buck Sexton, Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, J.K. Rowling, they can all get it, okay? If you're not here for the inclusivity, uh, you gotta get the fuck out of here. And if you're still in, great, fantastic, because it is a beautiful Tuesday, August 18th. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Fuck you, motherfucker, you can't even sing. Ooh, baby, I like grandma. Yeah, baby, I like grandma. Ooh, baby, I like grandma. Yeah, baby, I like grandma. Shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, yam, shimmy, yay. Wear a fucking mask so she won't wither away. Okay, and that's just all about keeping the elderly safe in the era of COVID. Because, you know, people out here reckless without masks still. Reckless with the lack of social distancing. Reckless. And we're putting too many people at risk. So please, y'all, just a PSA up top. Shout out to, uh, let me just figure out that, a.k.a. came from at Mr. Lugubrious, Lex Lugie, uh, for that ODB-inspired a.k.a. And those little whispers that you hear off in the distance, that is not a spectrum, but a, but a flesh and blood human being who has joined us from an undisclosed location deep in the mountains of an undisclosed place. But without further ado, I want to introduce my guest co-host today, which really needs no introduction, it's Lil Zam herself, Jamie Loftus. I'm talking Jamie Loftus, that's a small Zamboni. Birthday girl who's smoking pot, that's a small Zamboni. <laughs> oh, I killed Miles. Oh no, I was not ready for that. <laughs> okay, oh, uh, wow, did you just come up with that? Yeah, oh yeah, I wrote oh, that. Wow. No credit needed, I wrote that myself. Self. Okay, so I was walking you. around. I wrote it myself. It's my birthday today. This comes out on my birthday. Are you? Oh my! Happy birthday, Jamie! Thank you. I'm feel so bad. I don't actually know. I know you're a Leo, but I didn't know the actual birthday. But it's a mystery. To you. Wow! And how old are you? 19 now. I just turned 14 years old today. Wow! See? I've been guesting on this show since I was 11. <laughs> 11. And yeah. I, on, to this day, I'm still impressed with your intellect, your ability to just put thoughts together, your writing skills. They're that of a talented adult. So it's, that's what it's like to be Gen Z. <laughs> All praise to you on your birthday, Zygang. Please give her a shout out on her social media, whatever. Send her a something. Why not? Help her Send out. Um, also, Jamie, let's introduce our guest today. Yes. Somebody who's on the network. Who knows? Who knows what time it is? They're, She's on the they're, net. they're part of the iHeart gang, okay? Someone who I typically rely on to regularly blow my mind with facts about animals or be completely disgusted by what's going on in the rainforest during a fire. But either way, we have the amazing, talented, brilliant host of Creature Feature and many other just uh, a bird's rights active. We could go down the list, but it is the <laughs> prolific Katie Golden. Happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. Do we have a birthday here? Yes, we have a birthday here. Is that a real I feel like I'm at a Charlie horse. What? Is that a real, like, royalty-free birthday song you'd sing somewhere? That's, I mean, I think it used to be sung in the Red Robin, which I believe is out of business, so I'm pretty sure their songs are free for the pickings. Red Robin, no. Yum. They're, <laughs> they're closed. Closed. Oh, you hate to see it. 
You hate to see it. I yeah. remember I went to a Red Robin once uh, with a neighbor family who was like, you know, pure red-blooded American white family. I had never heard mm. of Red Robin. The kids were like, we got to go to Red Robin's. Red Robins bro, or whatever the bro, fuck it was. And I was like, Robins? what are they wilding about? And I'm like, yo, this is like FUD Ruckers. <laughs> you gotta here? see it. You gotta see Red Robin, bro. Yeah, shout my out to the one at the Glendale Galleria. If it's still my there. most uh, humiliating uh, birthday, like chain restaurant experience was have you, like, uh, a Texas Roadhouse mm. opened Oh, in my I want to go so bad. I always just see memes about it. <laughs> the food. I don't remember. It was like years and years ago. They have free peanuts at the beginning. So if you have a peanut allergy, definitely don't go there. Yeah. But because right. uh, <laughs> it's just the floor is littered with peanuts and they're like, this is our thing. Right. R.I.P. Uh, restaurant in peanuts. <laughs> but if it's your birthday, they like take out a saddle and you have to sit on it. It feels awful. It's really uncomfortable. But and then you're just sitting in front of your aunt on a saddle. It feels terrible. And it's not attached to anything. It's just a, it's just a, a floating saddle. It's just a saddle on a like stick, a bar and you stool? have to sit on it. Like a stick, they kind of. Oh, like a like a little stick horse that like kids pretend they're playing like like knights and shit on. Like no, it's just, just it's it's basically a yeah, saddle like balanced you, on a stick. A saddle like on a bar stool, and then you have to oh, sit on it. Boy. And then uh, at the wait staff, which like they also don't want to. No one wants to be doing this. Your aunts kind of want it, and they're yeah. eating bread and they're thrilled. But yeah. uh, but for the rest, yeah, for the person sitting on the saddle. It doesn't yeah. feel good. You're like howdy, howdy, howdy! I'm a widow cowgirl. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm and I'm 45. I'm 25 well, years old. I'm a widow cowgirl. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you know, maybe I, everyone should know the the thrill of you know riding the saddle on your birthday, uh, just so we yeah. can have that experience True. on our bucket list. Oh uh, well, <laughs> we'll get to know everybody even better. Even you, Katie. Even. With greater even depth, me? even old little old you, uh, we are going to get into that. But first, we got to talk about you know what's in store this episode. We're just going to talk a little bit about the postal service again because it is still under never-ending attack, and now uh, Democrats and some people are trying to starting to say things out loud that resemble a defense or plan of action. So we'll get into what those words and ideas sound like and mean. Uh, we'll also talk about. You know, trouble in right-wing, uh, shitty media paradise where Trump has now become the distracted boyfriend meme, except with right-wing news networks. Uh, he's got a got a wandering eye there. Uh, then we'll do a quick little white supremacy fuckery roundup just to check in with all the nonsense that's going in, uh, as well as talk about you know the Ellen saga. We've seen a lot of people come to her defense. Other people like not get into it. But we've always wondered on the show, what about Anne Hayes? What does Anne Hayes, her ex, like? What oh, is her I'm take so on this? We got a take from her, and we'll 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 sort of analyze that. What can Let's be spill analyzed? some Hayes tea, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> and then we will actually begin to do really get into the. I know everyone's been talking about this, the real hard hitting news, which is the cometh the seasoning of pumpkin spice season ing. Yes, I don't know how to say that, but it's it's pumpkin spice time, all fucking ready. And it makes sense to a certain extent, and other times uh, it doesn't, but we'll have to get into that because that's just how our American culture cycles always during this time of the year. Uh, but first, Katie, what's something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Oh, you yeah. Yeah. So I did Google search stupid beard. Well, so because I was trying to come up with a metaphor for Ted Cruz's beard, and mm. first of all, <laughs> what this reveals about me is that 
Sometimes I lack creativity, <laughs> and I need help by googling "stupid beard." Um, it also reveals that I have the hot take that Ted Cruz's beard is stupid, and also I think it's it's uh, something I, I I learned. I grew as a person after searching for stupid beards because I started mm. to see sort of the world of beards and the variety. Mm-hmm. Of beards, some people shape. They sculpt their beards into shapes yeah. like like boats or windmills, and they enter into beard sculpture competitions. And who what? am I to who am I to judge? Yes, yeah, like that that's kind art. of. I mean, I, 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 good for them. I didn't know. There's a. I've, picture. I say that shit's dumb and it's stupid. It's a waste of time. And if you do it, you're dumb too. And, and do I say that as somebody who'll never be able to grow a beard? Yes, but that's not <laughs> informing my like, opinion on the beer that? sports. Maybe you should open your follicles to beard art. Maybe I should stop getting kicked out of Rite Aid or trying to put hair loss, you know, a Rogaine on my face. <laughs> like it's fucking holy water. <laughs> they asked me to leave. But you know what? And then I'm like, fuck y'all. Dunking your beard. head in a bucket yeah. of Rogaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always had that idea. I think because, like, on The Simpsons, there was like there was a moment where like Homer was sort of dabbling with the idea of where Rogaine would go, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe that should'll work." Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> and it all it does is get your picture put up in CVSs around the city, and not because you're a celebrity. So, I remember in cartoons, like if you spill Rogaine all over your body, you turn into a Sasquatch. Yes. What happened to that science? Right. In right. the same way that if you ate a fruit gusher, your head turned into a grape. A gusher. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, a whole fruit, a whole strawberry. Who else felt lied to? Like when you ate a gusher and you're like, well, this is, I suppose this is how I die because my head turns into a fruit and then explodes in sugary <laughs> goodness, but I am I accepted it and then, but nothing happened. I don't know I, why that of all commercials, I was like, I believe this. Yeah. I had a gushers recently. I was, uh, you know, trying some snacks out. Somebody had some gushers on deck, someone with a kid. And they're like, oh, I got some gushers. I'm like, oh, let me let me get a pack of gushers real quick. The, my nightmare scenario happened where it was one mono gusher that I pulled out the mm. package where they had all fused together. And gushers right. are hard to like bite off at you know at the seams because then you can expose the juicy core and then right. it's just like that WAP video. You know what I mean? It's just all right. it's dripping mm. down the sides. You know what I mean? You and you don't and you don't want that. Yeah, you can't. Blow the gush before it's time. <laughs> no rush. Don't blow the gush. Uh, yeah, like, there's, a, there's a helpful rhyme in there. <laughs> no rush. Don't blow the gush. Don't blow your gush. Also for uh, any kind of sex ed class in a place lacking, yeah. you know, usable education <laughs> sex ed. Um, also, Katie, what's something overrated? Uh, what's something you think is overrated in these times? I would say growing basil for your own pesto. And I, I'll tell you why. Very you specific. Yeah, you grow basil. Look, you get little seeds. You put them in the dirt. Wow, mm-hmm. you start growing basil. It's great. You, you, you're you now the mother to basil, and you love it, and you take care of it, and it grows big and strong, and you're really careful, and you're you you know, you're like, okay, I got to wait until you're big enough so that I can make pesto because I don't want to you know kill the plant because it's my mm-hmm. baby. can only shave off a little bit of the leaves for the pesto. Then it grows big and strong, and then guess what happens? Aphids happens. Now you got aphids on your plant. You're like, all right, every day is a battle. Every day I'm going in trying to get oh, wow. these aphids off the basil. And then a heat wave comes, and then it kills some of your basil. And then you're like, well, at least maybe the heat wave will kill the aphids. But no, the aphids are alive. The basil is dead. So now you got aphid pesto. Mm. And this applies Damn. to everyone, I, I believe. And no, yeah, I'm very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not even a reference to the recent heat wave. I think we're still in the midst of in the Southwest. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I'm. I support you in the battle against aphids. How do you fight aphids? Like, is I it don't like know. A, you got to pluck them off, or you just shake the shit? You're like, get the fuck out of here. Is it like a tweezer situation. Yeah, you get a pair of tweezers yeah, and you pluck each one, and you hold it aloft to the rest of them, and you're like, this is what's gonna happen to you. You're gonna yeah. get curse just in, yeah, curse each individual one. <laughs> Put them on like get a needle and just like like sort a of head a, on a pike, basically. I've, yeah, the <laughs> Ivan the Terrible esque situation. No, I, I think uh, ladybugs. I might sort of recruit some ladybugs. I oh, think you can they order them, them right? online. They eat them. Yes. I, oh, well, wow. yes, you're right. They I do like fight, fight them. them. Yeah, sorry. Fisticuffs with the aphids. <laughs> You can uh, catch yeah. them mid-combat. Yeah. You're like, oh, zoom <laughs> in on that kid. Go live I'm sorry. But yes, yeah. we so like maybe, aphid versus ladybug battles yeah. here. Yeah, I might get some ladybugs. I've heard things like, uh, like I think, cayenne pepper on it. So yeah. I tried that. Oh, shit, but then I just really? got spicy aphid basil now, which, you know, doesn't yeah. make it. Though I will say it's not the worst pesto I've had. Right. It gives it a right. bit more protein anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just thinking about the, your thing about ladybugs gave me a random memory of uh, Huel Hauser. Uh, Huel Hauser! Yeah. Did you ever watch that California's Gold episode yeah! where he went to a ladybug farm? <laughs> no, I didn't see what? that one. So in one of the episodes, Huel goes to this ladybug farm and he's like, wow, so this is where they go <laughs> to cultivate the ladybugs. <laughs> and, and then they're like, uh, and the guy's like very not, like as enthusiastic about his job as a ladybug like farmer and he's like so uh, how, do, how do you get them and he's like well <laughs> they just sort of good we, we, we give them a place to sort of proliferate there and and they're sort of like if you, if you sort of lift up that pile of leaves you'll kind of see where they're like the colony is and he's like just just under there wow <laughs> and so he's like I'm, I'm gonna do it he lifts it up and goes and he's just his mind is blown he even goes to the guy who's like there's ladybugs under here and he's like and the dude's sort of like yeah, motherfucker! I just told you that's where they were, and bro, like I got a long day, and like these, these your enthusiasm. I don't know if you're fucking with me or not, but it's a very like pure Huelhauser uh, moment, <laughs> just about oh, ladybugs. I think there's a video of Huelhauser losing it over a dog eating an avocado. Yes, yes, he can't, he, he can't deal with it. He's like, he loves avocado. I love. Also, like asking the like the owners, like, is that okay? Is that normal? <laughs> is that like, safe? Yeah. I, oh, that sure. makes me so happy. That there, is there some was... good regressive content. Damn, I need to I need to remember Huel Hauser in these in these dark times. <laughs> There's a Mandy Patinkin clip I I turn to pretty frequently to lift my spirits, where it's like he's doing an interview about Homeland, and then in the middle the journalist's wife goes into labor and he's so excited. He's like, wait, you're having a baby? Mazel. <laughs> like he he like yeah. is so happy and like can't stop congrats. And then the other like journalist is like, so getting back to Homeland, he's like, I can't stop thinking about this baby. He was just so excited. <laughs> I love that. Damn. Uh, we, need, we need a repository of these feel-good clips. It's almost yeah. like... <laughs> It probably one, has that. It's on Reddit already, I'm sure. There's one but. going around on Twitter today of, I, like, I think a BBC newscast where this guy is talking about a remote education and then his cat's tail pops up in the frame. He's like, Rocco, please put your tail down. Rocco, <laughs> please. put your tail down. 
Oh, Rocco, I've, I've lost Rocco. my employment now as a result of your... <laughs> oh, dearie me. Rocco, Rocco chap, would you mind just lowering that tail of yours? Just a bit. <laughs> Be a good chap, Rocco. Katie, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, well, stop me if someone's done this one before, but have you heard of Mr. Boop? Hmm? No, no. Mr. Mr. Boop. Mr. Boop? Mr. This Boop. Is, I don't know no. if I like where this what is going. Is. What is... Yeah, explain. All right, well... Mr. Boop is a comic that you can find on Twitter and online. It is by... Alec Robbins? Yes, Alec Robbins on Twitter, at Alec Robbins. And it's a comic about his life being married to Betty Boop. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's. I mean, that it's an autobiographical great. comic about how he's married to Betty Boop and how, you know, their trials and tribulations, how... Bugs Bunny tried to kill him once, but then they resolved it by having a threesome with Bugs Bunny and how Sonic the Hedgehog did shoot him and he went into a coma and then Sonic the Hedgehog went to jail, but he felt really bad about it. But then they had a threesome. It's very good. Wow. People it's like, love it's like horny super cartoons. meta too. I mean, okay. it's just an autobiography. I'm not sure what you mean by meta. It's just like his life. Like he just illustrates his, real... his life. Okay, I'm his sorry. His real life being married to Betty Boop. He was roommates with uh, Peter Griffin once, too. Um, oh, okay. so that's how they met. That was yeah. probably, that could have been sense. easy. Yeah. Right now, he's actually going through something really tough. Uh, Betty Boop's father is making him divorce Betty Boop because of copyright law. And it's really <laughs> heartbreaking, and my heart goes out to him. I uh, am really, I'm praying for him every day. Yeah. Seriously, well, you know, thoughts and prayers with Mr. Boop. Yeah, it does get uh, quite graphic. It does quite get quite graphic. You do see Mickey Mouse's uh, penis and balls in the <laughs> comics. So I just want, Ooh. well, it's just a warning. Most Ooh. of it is actually qu not too graphic, but it does you, it's see. Really unfortunate that I, I immediately was like, oh, I've seen a cartoon with Mickey Mouse's oh, penis yeah. and <laughs> balls before. Like, I, I know oh, so this is derivative. Yeah. Oh, so this yeah. is oh, it's simply an excuse oh, so to look at hack. Mickey Mouse's penis and balls, right? Yeah, it's a vehicle. I've been on Deviant Art. I've seen Mickey yeah. Mouse's penis right. and balls. Yeah, yeah, it's a vehicle for Mickey Mouse's uh, C and B. Yeah, yeah, good for well, him. Well, okay, I'll have to check that out. There's so Damn, many good Mr. like Boop. web comics. Right. Too. <laughs> it's really like I just even the one I just read. It's I just like the imagination of someone who's going there, and then just all of the societal ills that go along yeah. that they envision for this cartoon <laughs> is really like fascinating. Yeah. Um, finally, Katie, what is something? What's a myth? What's something that people think is true? You know to be false, or vice versa, vice versa, rather. Yeah. So I actually kind of. I think something that a lot of people are thinking about more now that we're all in quarantine is our interaction with wildlife, especially backyard wildlife. Mm -hmm. And people will often find like little birds, baby birds on the ground. And there's this panic of like, well, I can't touch it uh, because then the mother will reject it. And but it's like on the ground and I see its nest. So what do I do? Like how do I and I want to reassure people you can pick up a hatchling and put it oh. in its nest, and the mother's not going to reject it. The They don't really, like, the. in general, birds don't use their sense of smell that way. They don't, like, smell human on their chick and then reject them based on their smell. Oh. They, huh. will, they may, like, avoid, if they see you near the nest, they may, like, keep their distance for a little while because they, you know, see a human around, but they'll come right. back. 
So if you see if you see a hatchling on the ground or even like a whole nest that's fallen on the ground, you just kind of like try to figure out where it came from and put it back as close as you can to where it seems to have come from. If you find a fledgling on the ground, you oh, may not okay. need to like actually interact with it. It kind of depends. So if you see it's like a small bird, but it's got its feathers coming in and it kind of like can hop and fly around. Oh, a like bit. if it's it got may... that like furry feather face. Like yeah, it's all fluffy and shit. Yeah, like if it's kind of actively trying to escape you, don't chase after it. Oh, right, <laughs> versus like a fair. translucent right. skin hatchling so like, that's like, right. don't inflict early trauma on a bird. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it's, if, I mean, if you can't tell the difference between a hatchling and a fledgling, don't stress too much. Basically, if it just lets you scoop it up, you can scoop it up and put it back in its nest. But if it's right. like running away Aware from Aware enough you, and it's like, you're a threat. Yeah, then. then I think you can leave it alone. Like, but I'm that's... trying to help you. <laughs> Get in Get like in my tight hands. grip. Uh, have you seen those videos though? Like where people like uh, like at funerals, like the pastor's holding a dove to release, but oh, they God. held it too tight and they're like, and, it, and his spirit <laughs> will fly like this dove. And like you throw it up and it just like... Oh. Flops oh, right back down. No. It's like, oh, no. oh, you were squeezing it too hard during the and sermon, sir. And then there's sir. just like following a little dove funeral. Yeah. And it's like, there are some that are so epic because like there's one where this this pastor launches it and it just goes <laughs> up in the air and just like the arc's like. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Just, you know, just some haphazard. Oh, no. You know, yeah. you hate to see it, but just a little God. relief sometimes. The yeah. um, Wait, so where did that myth come from? Because I, I always grew up sort of thinking like, It'll, that's the worst thing you could do for that little bird is like it will fully be abandoned like what is that based off I of mean, some like mammal right. logic or something yeah probably I mean Same, I think yeah. it is true with some animals like mammals you don't necessarily want to get your smell on the the babies or mess with them because it may kind of freak out the parent a little bit I don't think it's I just don't think there's going to be a lot of cases where merely having sort of a slightly different smell is going to mean the parent is going to reject their offspring. Right. I do think like it may come from the fact that sometimes animals do reject their offspring for mysterious reasons. Yeah, like and not so, making varsity basketball. Exactly. Or exactly. Or getting first tr- exactly. chair in the band for trumpet. Yeah. 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 Joining theater. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Not uh, getting okay. a five on your AP chemistry test. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosplaying. Yeah. Um, not but, getting the oboe solo. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Mammals yeah. are. Yeah. That, but that's just. Yeah. But we know that because that's how mammals are, and we, you know, we know that's how that. Looking works. like a quote unquote little tool as you're playing the French horn. <laughs> yeah. No, we all relate <laughs> to this. Yeah, no, yeah. Being the hey, little tool. The giraffe <laughs> on the dance team. You know, it's like all yeah. universal ma- mammalian experiences. Universal mammalian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but a kind of second part of the myth is I think people take it to the other direction where they're like, say, like, don't worry about picking up uh, nestlings and fledglings because birds don't have a sense of smell. And that's actually not true either. Some birds have don't really have that great of a sense of smell, but other birds actually do. And so... Uh, that's it. It's an overgeneralization to say no birds right. can smell. I'm sorry, but uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, sorry, tur- but we don't deal with absolutes here. Right, so. exactly. Only Sith deal in absolutes. Thank you. Um, and uh, turkey vultures are so good at tracking smells of like decaying flesh because they're scavengers. Oh, right. There have even been cases where oil pipeline engineers will pump a chemical. 
uh, that smells like rotting meat, and then they watch where the turkey vultures go and congregate at and use it. It's like, oh, there's a leak right there because they can smell the rotting oh, meat. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Facts and knowledge. This is why Katie comes on and blesses us with her knowledge. And for people Drops who don't know, just you're not just a hobbyist. You enjoy, what? this is an, a, a bit of an area of study, at least yeah. just generally in the biology, the sciences. That's why we can, that's why I call you for medical advice and you keep saying, yeah. wow, I sh- I'm, the, I'm not the person to tell yeah. you this. And I'm like, but if you could smell this scab, I feel like you would tell me what to do with it. Does it smell like almonds? Because that's gangrene. Or you spilled almonds on Smoked you. almonds or like, natural uncooked al- uh, almonds? Is it uh, if you taste toast, you're having a stroke? Which one is the one when you're having burnt, a stroke? I mean, are you burning eating, hair? It depends. Burning like, hair. are you eating toast at the time? Well, I'll tell you like, this: the scab yeah, doesn't I'm taste like to- almonds. Okay. So I mean, that's I as far as I can tell. I go to the hospital. Does it taste like toast, though? Oh no, no, no! God, <laughs> that would be absolutely a, a weird scab <laughs> at that point. It's very like salty and acidic. Mm. We'll get into that later while our listeners dry heave. Uh, but first, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back, and so is the House uh, of Representatives. Uh, They are coming back to D.C. Nancy Pelosi is saying, uh, okay, sounds like we actually need to begin, like, articulating some kind of bill or something to figure out what we are going to do about the systematic fuckery uh, that is occurring with the Postal Service. Uh, We talked, um, I think, over the last few days about all of the things that have been occurring, whether that is sorting machines being removed or mailed drop boxes being moved, uh, overtime being canceled. Uh, There's just mailboxes being fully just locked in place. Yeah, right. And just like, sorry. I mean, I know it's a mailbox, but that's not what this does anymore. It's a reminder of what this country kind of was before. It's now a statue to a time where freedom existed. Mm -hmm. I've also seen like, uh, and I, I, this is very anecdotal evidence, but people on Twitter posting mail trucks being towed off. And it's hard to know what that means because it's like it could just be people are extra aware right now of stuff happening yeah. with the post office and like maybe mail trucks get serviced and get towed all the time. But right. on the other hand, it's like does seem like a lot of people are seeing this and that's a little bit al- alarming. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, one of those things where it's like. Maybe there's a few cases of things that are just normal, like, oh, yeah, this is getting serviced. It's normal. Right. But then, like, there's all this other stuff going on. And people point to, the, like, the normal maintenance as evidence that, like, oh, but then it's okay that we're, like, dismantling sorting machines, which we don't typically do. And it's very, yeah. it's very right. frustrating. I mean, when you just look at the what a sorting machine does, right, it's to basically mm-hmm. you run through just massive quantities of pieces of mail through right. this thing. Uh, and they say about with a machine that has two operators can sort up to 30,000 pieces of mail a day. If it's one machine, two operators to do that uh, by hand would require 30 postal workers. Yeah. So it's all, it's creating all of these massive inefficiencies to, mm. you know, essentially sp- slow things down to the point where like the actual ballots can't be delivered on time to meet right. the deadlines to be counted. And yeah, it can't even be delivered from the government to people on time. So it's yeah. like, it, it's not even that, like 
if you get your ballot and the minute it gets in your hands and you fill it out and then turn it in within the hour, it could still yeah. not be counted, which is yeah. insane. And also, like, nobody should be expected to have to, like, be waiting by their mailbox to, like, fill it out and turn it in as quickly as possible. Yeah. And unfortunately, Dang, just that's floating the game a theory. we're playing. Uh, mm -hmm. Just floating a theory. I yeah. think that they might be doing this on purpose. Who? No, the Democrats. I think that it might be done on purpose. No, no. I know. I, I yeah. I, I maybe you're right. Maybe you're you're so hold on. Cynical, Jamie. You're so hold on. cynical. I do think yeah. Barack Obama is behind this, and he is doing <laughs> oh, no. this on purpose. Miles, are <laughs> you too? So since we last spoke, the, uh, <laughs> no. It it is kind of. I mean, this whole situation is fully terrifying one of the only bright spots i've been able to identify for those that are voting by mail is that you can still take your mail and ballot to a voting site and yes. so if you're Just trying to avoid lines you can drop it off um, but even the fact that that has to be like a galaxy brain workaround in an attempt to get your vote counted is just absurd yeah. like it's ridiculous yeah i mean i think it is important it's like don't let this make you feel like oh i just can't vote then because they're like Make it let it make you angry enough to jump through the hoops to vote because obviously, <laughs> you know, they're going to these great lengths to stop you from voting, and that should tell you something about how yeah. important it is for you to actually jump through those hoops and vote. It shouldn't, it, it's yeah. not fair, but we have we just have to do it safely, yeah. jump through the hoops, yeah, right, and do the, do the work it takes to make yourself the requisite amount of uncomfortable that you actually begin to care about it. Yeah. Uh, because there's definitely a group of Americans uh, that are socioeconomically not really, it doesn't matter uh, because nothing is really that big of a deal for them because they operate in this like space where they can have their incomes. Nothing's really disrupted. There aren't many existential threats because they may not be part of a marginalized community who are like, I don't know, like whatever, is that bad? Uh, yes, it's very bad. And yes. if and if you haven't been thinking that much, it's probably because You've 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 had the privilege of being comfortable enough that these things don't matter at all because mm -hmm. they just don't uh, reach you, and that's the point. Is now we need everybody to say even if that doesn't reach me, it reaches somebody I know, and that is good enough for me to make this an issue that I care just as strongly about. Um, mm -hmm. So now with Pelosi bringing the House back, we have uh, representatives Hakeem Jeffries and Ted Lieu are now calling for a, like a formal criminal inquiry into the Postmaster General and his cronies. Um, in this letter that they signed, they said, quote, there is overwhelming evidence that Postmaster General DeJoy and the Board of Governors have hindered the passage of mail. At least 19 mail sorting mach machines, which can process 35,000 pieces of mail per hour, have been dismantled over six and have been dismantled and over 671 are slated for reductions later this year. So, yes, I think they're on to something. They're asking the FBI, hey, this seems, I don't know, like felonious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, also, the Postmaster General DeJoy, more like de sad. Or destroy. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Wow, okay, okay. But anyways, we're workshopping it. He, we're working yeah, it, yeah. We're working on it. We're, we're, uh, getting we just had together. to learn who postmaster, the Postmaster was last week. Give yeah, us some time. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, he's actually owns stocks in competitors yeah. to the post office, including Jeez. Amazon and other contracting mail sorting contractors. So it's like, cool. He yeah. owns stocks in competitors is, to the post office. That seems that seems legal. Board. No, that I mean it's absolutely bad, right? The most corrupt bad? shit 
you know, where you're like, yeah, I'm here to destroy this on behalf of my competitors that I'm invested in. Sorry. And also, yeah. what do I know about the post service? I don't know. I'm a fundraiser that, you know, was, you know, kissing the president is behind so much that he was like, yeah. I know this the is- postmaster general. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, roast master general, Jeffrey Ross. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like that old Fuck Gary Jeff Larson Rod. cartoon where it's the brick that's been thrown through someone's window and then it's got an ad flyer on it that says for like a window bricks, service. yeah bricks through your window call 1-800 new windows <laughs> right mm. except uh democracy is in the balance and authoritarianism is coming and that's that's you know yeah without uh, enough already. people yeah. i mean it is here it's more like here okay how much can we stamp out the embers yeah. before we're fully engulfed in those it's flames. a beautiful it's a beautiful it's- gradient of authoritarianism <laughs> I, yeah. I'm at least glad I am glad to see that Democrats are calling it out and trying to get uh, some action taken and that people are being very vocal about it. It seems yeah. to at least have been slowing the plans. But this is this is one of, I think, the issues of 2020 where in so many cases it, there has been a huge banding together of people. And in this situation, I feel like people are kind of struggling of like what? can we do to yeah. help like everyone's like i'm gonna text a number i'm gonna buy a crop top like is that gonna save <laughs> the post a office costume for my puppy now now right. jamie and that's what all if great I buy stuff but it's just two kind of crop tops. Of like if you buy two crop tops <laughs> congratulations honey now you you're the, the postmaster postal general yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy two crop boxes buy two crop tops and now you run the postal service yay <laughs> but it is i mean this like this is one of the, I think, situations in 2020 where it seems like even people who are really motivated to want to do something, no one really knows what to do. Well, because right? it's such a it's it's like such a nonpartisan just service, you know, yeah. and it's like, how the fuck? Wait, what do you mean? Why are you? Ta- how How is a politician taking shots at the Postal Service? It's, it's guaranteed not- in the Constitution. Like, even, yeah, even the people that are, it's just like. There's no, I, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, I think that it runs afoul of like everything. Everything. I think that this is a uh, this Trump presidency is really stress testing our democracy in uncomfortable mm-hmm. ways because yeah. I think it does show that there is not enough check on the power of the executive. That a lot of it is just sort of like quote unquote gentlemen's rules, where it's like, yeah. oh, they just fuck that tend not to do this because they don't want to become unpopular or something, but. When that means that when someone who's an authoritarian, um, you know, comes in, then there's like what there there yeah. aren't things in place to actually stop them from doing stuff from this. And I, I really right. so I'm, it's my hope that first of all that Trump loses, shits himself on national television, falls over, cries, and then his heart explodes, and then blow and then blows away in the wind, like a, right, a little right, piece exactly, of like, a, like a like a spin <laughs> balloon, like a wind. Yeah. And then it yeah. he just turns to dust. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. And then like yeah. Lion King, and it spells sex. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it spells sex. Um, actually, effects. SFX. Oh, is that what it was? It's SFX to Amen. I know. Wait, what? Is that what the? Okay, so I hate to you know, but people don't listen to this podcast because we stay on point. Jamie, we need help. The Lion King. There's that moment. It's like Simba, right? Just flops on the cliffside and dust blows away yeah. and people say it spells sex and you're, it, there's an argument people say it spells sfx but what jamie yeah. and i sweatily and simultaneously <laughs> belted out is that it's so actually sfx 
it, yeah, which is now we're crying because uh, it reveals because so much we about um us. actually in unison. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, but I mean, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, my hope is Trump gets out of office. Uh, right, turns to but, sex and dust. Then, Se- turns to sex <laughs> or dust. SFX dust, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then dust, yeah. after that, we actually like, yeah, okay. So if Biden gets in, then we could actually maybe do some work to fix our democracy because right now it gives way too much power to the executive. I mean, and, I mean, it's like you if you feel you're like, oh well, Biden's not too crazy. Like he's not gonna, you know, mandate that we all have to wear like. Speak you know. Chinese, because that's what'll happen if Biden's president, according yeah. to our leader Donald Trump. Right, right, exactly. But it's like it, you know. Well, I mean, that's hilarious because like Biden has been very like kind of uh, intense in his criticism of China, which you know I don't know if we necessarily want a cold war with China. That may not be a good thing. But that's a conversation for another day. Hey, just put that on the. Uh, <laughs> Com- on the coming attractions list as we watch 2020, end of 2020, maybe, 2021 oh, yeah. come by. Hot take, maybe Jeez. Cold War bad. Yeah. More <laughs> at 11, more at 11. But, you know, it, it's like, it's like, well, okay, so Biden's maybe not a crazed dictator, right? But we shouldn't relax because we actually have to start fixing it. Oh, yeah, we're not when, done. Because, like, Trump, you know, like, blessedly is very stupid. If someone like Trump gets in who's actually competent and smart, we are oh, yeah. so incredibly fucked. Yeah. Like it's we really have it's it's not something we can relax about. Hopefully, fingers crossed, once Trump gets out of office, we have to be like, yeah, we have to prevent future presidents from just being like, oh, you don't want to vote for me? Post office canceled. Votes canceled. Yeah. You like, know. What? Right. The fuck? Yeah, and all the arguments about it being like being a loser business wise. I mean, this you know, Elizabeth Warren was like calling on fucking Mitch McConnell to say like, "Hey, asshole, why don't you bring the Senate back too?" Like, we have so much business that is unattended to, from the postal service to actually supporting people financially during the economic fallout of this pandemic, which no one has bothered yeah. to extend an ounce of empathy. I haven't talked about that people. in a week. Yeah. Nah. He's like, well, he's like, we're going to go on vacation till September 8th. And it's like, oh, are you fucking serious? Because then what happens for people at the end of August? Um, but this is the chaos that they like to sow. Um, yeah, it's like, so, as like rent freezes are being, or not rent freezes, but like, you know, just everything on eviction yeah. freezes. Yeah. And it's, There's an yeah. estimated 30 to 40 million people facing eviction in the coming months. Right. And yeah. We'll see what happens then, because I also don't feel like American people are going to be that willing to be like, oh, OK, it's going to force me out the house. Yeah. Uh, and then what are you going to do? You're going to bring cops to force people out and then probably what their neighbors are going to come to support them. It's going to be interesting if they yeah. really want to do banks versus people. Uh, but mm-hmm. we, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other thing is, so Trump, with all of this, even though like last week he out loud from his mouth was like, yeah, I'm doing it to, to stop the, the mail in voting. Because it's going to be a fraud. Like, just completely was like, yeah, that's the logic behind dismantling yeah, the postal I, I, service. I'd lose, I'd, I'd lose if people I'd could lose. vote. So what are you fucking dumb? I'm not going to. What do you mean? Hey, I'm asshole, not did you vote. see? Idiot. I lost by 3 million last time. Fucking 40 million votes in 2016. If I can nullify that, I'm in, baby. So he's now saying his quote on this is now, quote, we're making it so it's going to be good. And we're going to take care of our postal workers above all. We're not firing people. But the way they ran that thing for many years, this isn't a Trump thing. This has been one of those disasters, one of the world, one of the world, wait, 
This has been one of the disasters of the world the way it's been run. It's been run horribly, and we're going to make it good. Now, what am I supposed to do? Let it continue to run badly? So if you fix it, they say, oh, he's tampering with the election. No, we're not tampering. (laughs) No. Are you tampering with the election? No. Make it good? Run horribly (laughs) by affecting its efficiency as as a... you know, organization, a service to move our pieces of mail around. You don't talk about, again, the military or police. Oh, my God, the way that thing was run. I mean, it's run so badly. You could say that about that, too, especially with the amount of spending that they do. The spending we're talking about for the postal service is to keep people employed so they have benefits not right. so they have golden toilets in the fucking Pentagon. Right. And like, also they're the only I mean, they're the only government agency that is required to pay like pre-fund pension like what is yeah. it like 50 years in advance? Right. Which is something that yeah. was like uh George W. Bush uh set yep, into set motion, motion in 2007. Basically it was an attempt to kill the post office. Yeah, lovable George W. Bush who's like painting now, don't you miss him? He started <laughs> Killing the post office. Yeah. Uh, also, I love the pattern we see with Trump where it's like, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to cheat. And then his aides are like, you can't say that. You can't I mean, say that. He's like, make it oh, good. Uh, make it better. Yeah, make it good. Do good. Do yeah. make it good on the post. Op- what? You don't want me to make it good? Oh, okay. So I'm bad because I make it nicer. <laughs> I've also Ugh. seen some, some commentary on how, I mean, how even... Uh, the like left leaning media, or I mean, I guess you can't, but whatever. Whatever. The, even leaning uh, <laughs> media that leans, yeah, uh, it's in some direction, you know, based has on ratings. the way that they have been uh, talking about this issue. Just even the word choices are are very bizarre and kind of anti post office where um it says like well the post office only loses this amount of money like but it's like no it doesn't lose this amount of money Anything. it costs this amount of money because right. it's a constitutionally guaranteed right. service like that way you don't pay 70 like a dollar 79 to send a fucking letter right, right. And, and it's and, and also and, like and I've the seen... pentagon loses way more money and that we don't even yeah wars. that's like kind of the, the retort is like the yeah. military doesn't, no one ever says the military loses money, even right. though the military constantly loses, you know, the American people money. Like, we need so, that kill strike drone. That's, well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah it's, we it's, need. It's a pretty penny. Y- so it's just like another kind of bad yeah. faith framing of what the situation is yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's, ba- it's basically, and I, I get that frustration to Jamie where it is buying into the language that they're yeah. using so you're already starting off from sort of like oh you're well, playing ball you know, in their park right exactly like they're exactly. like you know yeah. they're like poop is one of the best foods and then you're like well it's actually not the best food it's like yeah you know, it's not a food don't it should be like yo this idiot is calling poop food <laughs> right like right, that should right. be like the news just- coverage <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? No, get out of here. Like, That's not even like real. It's like that galaxy brain. Like, okay, so you're saying it does lose money. You're like, huh. no, I'm saying it costs, you know. Yeah. Or what they do is uh, they say the thing out loud and then try and have a rebuttal that brings that point. I was like, but it's a service. Therefore, when it, it should just be as aggressively on its face rejecting these arguments because like this is constitutionally guaranteed before anything mm-hmm. else. Let's right, not forget that. I mean, it's like saying like, oh, feeding children loses money. So it's bad. I mean, what do they make? You can what do they what do they do they, like paying for anything is losing money if you want it to be viewed in a particular way. It's just sneaky right. and I don't yeah. like it. 
Well, <sighs> I mean, one news service that I think we can lean on, or at least the president does lean on, is One America News. Uh, they are the absolute bottom of the horseshit barrel when it comes to quote unquote news. Um, and you know, when you look at his like when tr with Trump's relationship with Fox News, it's a very like it has like Real Housewives levels of tumult at times. It's like they love him. They hate him. They'll ask an easy question, which goes wrong. And then he's like, they're fucking haters for asking me something like, what would I do in my second term? <laughs> or like, they'll ask him hard questions where like, you know, Wallace will just be like, what you're saying makes no sense. And these sound like lies. Uh, so he, you know, he vacillates. He's always, he loves him, hates him. We never know what's going on. But over the weekend, he, he took a shot at old Fox News again and Whoop. had to let it know. Tweets on, uh, what is this? Sunday. Uh, at Fox News is not watchable during weekend afternoons. It is worse than fake news CNN. I strongly suggest turning your dial to at OANN, One American News Network. They do a really, quote, fair and balanced job. Um, and so if you think of like what they did over the weekend, it's just they say the things that Trump always wants to hear. So like all they deal is conspiracy theories and straight up misinformation uh, that basically makes Fox News look like ProPublica, like when you compare the two and you're like, wow, wow these people are actually dealing in like words that exist. Um, <laughs> and so anything that's like on the conservative talking point bullshit buffet, OANN like serves up like heaping fucking servings to be like Slap. birtherism. Yeah, George Soros is Antifa. Antifa <laughs> is going to murder your fucking pets. Give hydroxycut a chance or whatever. Hydrox cookies or hydroxychloroquine, whatever the fuck it is. Like they're Just all like in on Mad all Libs. This shit. Yeah. Everything yeah. I've seen on there looks like a Mad Lib. Yeah. Right. The weekend though was really telling because like they just ran this whole piece on like George Soros and like just drumming up more anti-Semitism yeah. and relating Jesus. that to the people who are against Trump. It's just so you know. Please uh, don't 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 do yourself the disservice of ever cast you know having your eyes cast upon anything that they're talking about. Uh, so you know we we shall see how that goes. I don't know if that's actually going to change anything Fox News does, uh, but that that'll be an interesting moment to see if like how on board. Trumpers are with him versus Fox. And if some people watch mm. One American News and they're like, that's a bit too far for me. At least they pretend it's news on Fox. This is like like high school. I couldn't news even show. trace a sentence in that broadcast. Yeah. Try again. I feel I like mean, they're gonna yeah, run some very like reassuring Trump specific uh news stories. Like it's actually normal not to be able to bend your knees and yeah. it's good too. Um, like what, what kind of mushroom should your penis look like? Right. A doctor, a urologist explains. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> if your farts go inside. Oh, that's normal actually. Whoa. Is that? Listen with people, people with mushroom penises fart? can be socialists too. Yeah, right. That's true. I know. I'm just, okay. I don't mean to even bring that up. It's a, it's a cheap shot, <laughs> a, a, a salacious headline. But you I, can't be a socialist and have your fart go inside. That is socialism. That's actually. true. Yeah. Socialism oh. is when your fart goes back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Somebody's going to say some shit like that. And I don't even, whatever. Uh, we don't have time for that anymore. Just Let's just move material. on. <laughs> Let's just move on to the little white supremacy fuckery roundup. It's the white supremacist roundup. Uh, so first up, I just this Laura Trump, 
uh, who is oh, this is uh, who's which yeah. one is she? The Eric or yeah, Eric, uh, Eric's wife. Uh, she was on Fox. I guess she's you know I don't I guess she didn't get the memo. Uh, but she had a very <laughs> very very interesting take on Joe Biden's pick for VP. Now I I we did talk about this when uh, Kamala Harris was announced that you know once the once the once this thing entered the conservative takeosphere, it was only going to turn into just you know the most disgusting kind of you know anti-black misogyny birtherism nonsense yeah. you've ever heard and. Now, I, I'm just going to play this wonderful clip hmm. of uh, Laura Trump and her take on what that means for Joe Biden to pick a woman of color as his running mate. It's not going to work now. I, for one, was insulted when months ago Joe Biden came out and he said, guess what? It's going to be a woman who's my running mate. Let's not worry about qualifications. Let's not worry about what they bring to the table. If these people want to stand up for equality, people in this country will never be fully equal in their eyes until they stop pandering for votes and playing identity politics. So it didn't even matter who it was going to be. Women in this country were already insulted. Hmm. Cool. Speaking on behalf of every woman ever. I mean, this is... <laughs> I mean, this it's is just, a lie because I'm actually the one who speaks for all women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Katie's been doing this for you years. Bitch. So <laughs> right. I'm the I'm the CEO of women. Duh. I mean, this is just like I mean, it is such clear <laughs> bullshit that it and it so. I mean, what like, is anti -black, that? Black anti. I mean, what is that? What? But I, I just, I just a light Google of Lara Trump. She's already. I mean, it almost goes without saying. She's receiving a hundred eighty thousand dollars a year from on. Like she's on the Trump payroll. Like she's just doing a little PR campaign to discredit however she can. It's just. It's. It's a family Gross. business. It's a family-owned business. Yeah, it's of just sycophants who yeah. absolutely know did nothing. You, did oh, you know man. that her son is also named Eric Trump, but they call him huh. Luke? What? Wait, hold on. There's an Eric Trump. So they have a junior? That's Eric Trump Jr.? Eric Trump Jr., but it says on her Wikipedia page, on September 12th, uh, the couple's first ah, child, Eric damn, Luke Trump, was born. Eric Luke Trump. Okay, Luke Trump. Hate that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> anyways, this was yeah. It, the fuck. So, I anyway, hate that I had to remember who this was. Just an amazing way to spin around this moment to be like, I mean, wow, you've discriminated against white women, other white men. Like Eric Trump also went on to like suggest like you just cut the subtext is like why why do that like why not actually just be open like why say you're going to be inclusive from the beginning like why not just use your flawed biases that get you to the point that keep women and people of color out of the race uh to apply that logic here to continue this cycle of just uh right. you know, privilege <laughs> like and the bad faith suggestion about? that like the biden campaign wouldn't be checking qualifications of right. Women and people of color. Like, what are you talking about? Like, look about? at y'all ticket. Ugh. Look at your anyway. So they <laughs> successfully pwned the lips. They well, what they did Ugh. is actually they got like one of those like bingo like number rollers, right. but just like put the faces of very just random women on it and like rolled it around. <laughs> just like and here it is. Oh yeah. shit. No resume so, required. Mm -mm. The other thing uh, I just want to mention is Leslie David Baker, uh, who played Stanley. In the office, seminal show, uh, which he's I've a, had a lot a of honey. He's in a new Honey Nut Cheerios commercials too. Oh, he is. Oh, good. Get yeah, get those national good. ad bucks, uh, Leslie David Baker. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he he was the, he was the the one the the black man on uh, like uh, who worked in the office. Obviously, there was there's many other people of color on the show, but specifically with Stanley, he sort of represented the fed fed up black person navigating the intensely toxic work environment. Uh, and he decided to do, you know, he's like, okay, let me, people like my character. I want to do my own spinoff about Stanley. I think the fans would be interested too. And he announced like on Kickstarter, I just need $300,000. I want to get this project going about Stanley and his life and retirement. I have all these ideas and it'll be great. And if you like the character, this is for you. And the moment he announced this, he just got hit with a ton of racist messages and comments mm. that he then reposted and was like, this is what it's like. Okay. Even just me saying, I, I, Mike, his character wasn't even controversial in the office. You know what I mean? He was just, he, Stanley barely got like his time to really shine on that show. Already just, yeah. he was taking screen grabs of people saying the most vile. And I know you can imagine what kind of racist things he was on the receiving end of uh, for talking mm. to show, accusing him for this and that. Just really shitty stuff and a lot of people were like when he came out with it he showed it a lot of people showed support uh he he blew past the three hundred thousand dollar goal he was trying to raise so that's that's, good. that's locked sure everyone um, wants to see that yeah yeah and like some person was like it's the it's the nerds on reddit that are getting you your money so don't think you you shouldn't get a handout again like <laughs> the logic was so what? fucked up so then when they asked him on USA Today, he was like, you know, you posted a lot of these messages and like some of the images that came along, you know, what was your sort of rationale in that? And his answer was this. And I think it's really important to keep this in mind. He said, quote, we think that the old photographs that we see of people being persecuted on the way to school in the South and trying to vote in the 60s, we think of all these people have died out. They haven't died out. They got married. They had children. They had grandchildren, great grandchildren. But they took those beliefs with them. And in many cases, they have not altered those beliefs. And you can mm -hmm. tell just by the way these messages were written, you thought this was someone coming from like, you know, Alabama in like 1959. Uh, it was like really, really uh, awful shit. Um, so, you know, it just shows that there's like something about, I don't know if it's the show, The Office itself, you know, because for a long time, like Michael Scott's character, gave like cover for this very ignorant way of looking at the world that if it was just innocent enough, it was okay because he never made anyone cry or no one got physically hurt, but your worldview is very right. ill-informed and narrow um, that mm. I'm like, yeah, because I wonder like it has such a broad base that even if you did have these problematic worldviews and even the show calls it out as being like problematic, that it's still just enough to be like, ah, but you know, it's in good. It's not, they didn't really mean nothing by it. Uh, but it allows yeah, like sort I, of this mentality to still, you know, flourish. It's a, it's, it's odd. I, I'm, every, my relationship with the show has began to change a bit over the years. Every time I poke fun at the Office fan base, I just get uh, so many Twitter replies, and I, I don't want to deal with it. I will say that it is one of those shows that it's like if you are not seeing the satire in it, yeah, you can absolutely. still enjoy it. Uh, which I think is like kind of uh, mm. interesting about the Michael Scott character. If you don't understand that the writers are criticizing him, you can yeah, still enjoy kind of the mindset. show and just be like, oh, I think it's funny because he is saying something racist, sexist, and on and on and on. Right. And you know, people can laugh at it of like, oh, the show's clearly criticizing it, but you can also hear that same joke, not really see it as criticism, and also enjoy the show. So I'm like, uh, yeah, Michael Scott gets yeah. it. You know what I mean? Which is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not oh, watching the finally, same show. Someone says what I'm thinking, like yeah. that. But that kind of shit, like that's, I mean, a lot of broad-based shows have that 
I don't know. I it's it, well, I think the thing that know. bums me out when I watch The Office, it's almost like when he I says that shit, you want the characters to be like, yo, Michael, not ki- kill that shit. What yeah. you're saying right now is so fucked up. Like, don't talk about Oscar being Mexican in the context of whatever or him being whatever, how he identified, like his sexual identity. Like, this is all like in a world now. It's like, yeah, it's like this it's thing like, where like we allow we don't want to rock the boat or make people discomfortable or uncomfortable yeah. that like pe- talking like that has al- allowed to proliferate where it's like now you almost watch it like, no, we have to do different like we actually can't operate in an office type world like if someone's making some saying some wild ignorant shit about a coworker, like right. everyone needs to be like dead that because but, i think in the office the punchline is the viewer's discomfort yeah that's absolutely. like the punchline is your own discomfort of like you know and you see like oscar everyone else depression. is cringing too yeah. but if right but if you don't feel the discomfort you're not gonna get it you're just gonna be like it's funny to make fun of gay people Right. Or to you exactly. Know. So yeah. it's oh, like he made him kiss. Think, he made him kiss. Like oh, right, no. right. That what? like yeah. And I think it's interesting because I think that there is value in creating a character who's not evil, but who is racist. Because yeah. a lot of racist people mm-hmm. are not evil caricatures. They can even be affable and charismatic, but they're still extremely racist and wrong. And I think that's like there's value in like showing someone like a character who's like. You know, not just like sort of a like snidely whiplash esque villain, yeah. um, but who is racist, and then examining that. But I don't know if the office necessarily completely. It, I think depending in that, on your not- how savvy you are, like I think the people who would get upset when they would hear me criticize the office are the people who understand that Michael Scott is problematic, and the fun is the how awkward it gets, just like how the the UK office is like that too. Uh, but then I think there are other people who are like, but then not, it's like, you know, the- it's like that was, but I think the UK office is a great example of like, you know, like Ricky Gervais is in charge of that show and he has every horrible opinion about everything. <laughs> yeah. So now it's you're like, like hey, <laughs> you can make fun of that guy and also still kind of be that guy. Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. It's very, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll read someone's thesis paper on this shit. Uh, <laughs> I will. It's very interesting. <laughs> but like, I think at but least I, yeah. you can. I, you yeah. should be able to criticize the show and its handling of these issues without being like, well, no, that's the joke. It's like, well, but jokes, if you're using jokes to examine something important, something socially important, you should be open to critique about how successful your joke actually is. And it's Absolutely. like, yeah, and like different reads of it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think it just, that show, like, is able to operate in a very specific time culturally for us where, like, I, I still, there's so many things that make me laugh, but I look back at the mindset I had now or then versus now. And I'm like, there's certain things I'm like, like, I I feel like in the, in the real version, the real life version, it was easy for me to be resigned to the fact that there were misogynistic, racist people who ran offices. And we had all experienced that, but we were living in a a time where it, you weren't really pressing back against that. It was just like, Oh shit. You weren't really encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really do nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that show captured. I think like that very specific moment where you can be confronted by these things, but also not feel empowered to do something. I think now we're entering a very different time where more people I feel uh, inclined to protect each other to like speak out and I think that's where I'm beginning to see like a bit of a difference of how I'm looking at like right. the, the climate you know yeah but, oh just it was it was funnier before Jim became CIA I would say <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I mean I said it before I say it again fuck John Krasinski what an, uh, what, a, what an annoying yeah. person hey but he got the, the bad yeah. 
I wonder, I, I, I do wonder of like, you know, if The Office was still coming out today, I wonder if there, there would be more pushback on the, like, I think part of why the world is like, oh, like, I mean, obviously you love Michael Scott and you, everyone loves Steve Carell, but there is always yeah. that energy to the show of like, even when he's the worst person in the world, at the end of the day, we're all a family. And like yeah. that, I, th- I, I that doesn't play anymore. Right. <laughs> right. That's the thing is like, I don't care enough. Even I like the show. I'm like, I just don't care enough about it now. I really like I've my comp- I've my relationship is completely altered in the last year with that show. Yeah. Like I was yeah. I I can quote everything about that show, but like I look at it and I just have this deep discomfort of like thinking of like how powerless I felt in the face of like racism and misogyny yeah. and, and hatred and shit like that. And I'm like, fuck, mm. man. Like I wish I could do like yeah. and now we're in kind of, you know, as I get older, I have more experiences. I'm like, my relationship to these environments is much different. So it's not entertaining me the same way. It's not yeah, fun. That yeah. makes sense. But um, and it's like not just that we're all a family that he doesn't have to change to be accepted back. Right. Like, like it's like, well, like, he means well. So that right. is, you know, a fill in yeah. for him having to change his sort behavior. of the Archie bunker, the Archie bunker thing where, yeah, he's a miserable racist piece of crap, but then like you still love him. And it's like, well, but does it, shouldn't he have to kind of like change to, like, yeah. Well, you know, Mike, back. and then he, ha- he shows his growth in these very incremental ways or whatever. Right. This is not an office. Sure rewatch podcast this is one where we talk about heavier issues like Anne Heche which we will get to after this break (laughs) and we're back and oh my goodness we have we have some news we have to really get into um so Ellen DeGeneres Mm. she is Ellen Degenerate? We don't know. Is she a, is she a meanie? Is she a, a I'd bully? like to call her She's Ellen a Degeneres. Thank you. Oh, are you like, are you oh, Katy well. Perry? <laughs> Coming to her defense. Ashton Kutcher she said she treats, was nice, so I guess yeah, she's she, nice. You're like Ashton Kutcher made $250 million yeah. off of Uber. You know, I as need to a listen celebrity, to what he says. as the CEO of women, she actually treated me really well. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't know what I you guys a, are talking about, but like. I worked at a bookstore. I think maybe I've said this before, but I used to work at a book soup in West Hollywood. And one time Ellen came in and they had to empty the store and we had to like not look her in the eyes. So she's for sure. Seriously? Mean. Even when you shopped? Yeah. You know, when she shopped, she, they, it was like an I understanding like she had with thing. the store. Is she like. I don't know. Tell, tell more Billy where, Zane stories. Is she uh, like a Billy shark? Zane's an angel from heaven. Is she like. <laughs> It's like it's like uh it's like with um with certain like animals like a moose like you're not supposed to look a moose oh like, right because you know, like, it's like you're, you're challenging supposed- it right you don't want to like yeah. challenge like don't puff your the chest other up around the, the silverback bookstore- it will rip your arms right, off right don't yeah don't like show your teeth to like mm-hmm. yeah certain yeah it's just like. The the other person at that bookstore who they would empty the store out for and you weren't supposed to look at him was Elton John but I was kind of I've- thrilled by that yeah I get he he's didn't- earned that. Well, it'd be because like, you know you'd get lost He's in his knighted. eyes. You'd get lost in Ellen, his eyes. Literally, they would never find you. They'd never find your body. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Elton John is kind of mean at times, but still, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. With Ellen, you know, the the celebrity defenses, unfortunately, seem to have made things worse because it just sort of yeah. underlined uh, just showing, yes, people who exist at a certain place financially right. 
and are no longer interacting with people of different backgrounds, you you get this weird worldview. Guys, she doesn't hate people. She hates poor people. Poor people. She hates oh, attention wow. more specifically from the broke and downtrodden. Yeah. So that's what's Bella. going on there. Um, so Anne Hache. Yeah, Anne Hache has been going around. People are like, Anne Hache, you, you were with her. You're one of her famous exes. What is going on? What is your contribution to Ellen is the devil conversation? What do you have to say? And this is her quotable from an interview. She said, quote, our time was a beautiful part of my life and one that I wear with honor. Um, but here's what you really want to know. Yes. Okay. So this is what she goes on. Quote, I haven't spoken to Ellen in years. I'd listen to the people who have. <laughs> if I'm, and then she says, if I'm standing someplace and I don't like what's going on there, and I stay there, it's my fault. So what are the actions that got me there, and why can't I get out of it easily if that's not something that I want to be engaged in? Ellen is standing where she walks, and that is hers to continue that journey. I'm not quite sure what... It was like half victim blaming, but also like the rumors are true. What is? What was he saying? I I actually couldn't follow This interview was very confusing. (laughs) I haven't... Yeah... (laughs) I the I don't know. Anne Hache briefly did stand up in the Los Angeles area around 2018. Uh, and go on. Her stand up was all about Ellen, and it didn't make Ellen sound nice. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. But she wow. has. I think she was like dipped her toe in, and then was like, "I'm good." And like, but I guess she's dabbled over the years. Either way, I mean, I think that this was an attempt at a no sidesy. As at a non-answer, but it's mostly just confusing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I was going to say I could understand that response if you're just sort of annoyed that people are coming to you for answers about your ex. But it also sounds like she's... Wanted to say to Right. So I don't know. I mean... Huh? I guess uh, I guess I guess the Daily Zeitgeist will have to reserve our final judgment on Ellen DeGeneres. We don't have a stance quite yet, but it's not looking good for I you, really want to speak to the, the sloth. For I, I want to speak to the sloth that was on the Ellen show that oh. they brought out to like freak out uh, Kristen Bell. Remember that? Like oh, they yeah. brought out a sloth. Kristen Bell. But she started loved it, right? Crying. Yeah, she yeah. loved sloth so much that she started crying and almost died. She and. For 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 uh, Kristen Bell loved slots so much she became a landlord. <laughs> oh, don't you love when Kristen Bell is a landlord? Don't you love when Bell Hooks Landlordis. is a landlord? Does everyone's turn? Yeah, yes, landlord. <laughs> yes, slay, slay those renters. Oh, but yeah, God. I want I want to hear the I want to hear what the sloth <laughs> thinks because I feel like sloths yeah. are straight talkers. You know? Oh yeah, no bullshit from a sloth. No, I mean they, they don't poop, have time. They like poop once a week. They don't have time for. They bullshit. poop once a week. See, this is why we bring you on, Katie, for the Thank sloth you. facts. I had to sneak in a Katie. sloth. Fact. What's the? And I'm what? sorry to go here for people's morning breakfast, but what's the texture like? Is it like a big rock? What do you no. think it's like? What a big rock? Just, no, it's. Just I don't know. Poop. I get excited thinking about it's like poop texture. <laughs> isn't there an animal that has like cube poop? Yes, that is the wombat. Yeah, see, you know, I Ooh. think I think that was an episode I was on with you because yeah. you were like, I think Miles likes dumb animal poop things. And like, I it's a it. cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can it's build be- with and it? it's because of the shape of their their um, lower intestines and colon. It just kind of like you know factory style, like da 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 da, and then like smashes yeah, <laughs> these two just like fist shaped like pumping machines. Yeah, yeah vertically, just... horizontally, vertically, horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's uh, exactly it. That's like the research. There were poop researchers that like wanted to find out why wombat poop is cube shaped, and that is why. So there you go. Are, wow. Those are our real heroes. And Never you know what? In that sense, Katie, learning. you are one of our real real heroes. Uh, and with that, thank you so much for coming on, Golden, the Golden Child. Uh, where can people find you and follow you, support you, check out your show? Let us know. Yeah, so Creature Feature is the podcast idea where you can learn more about animals and sometimes their poop. Uh, yep. And that is, yeah, that's right here on the iHeartRadio Network and wherever you get your podcasts. And then also I am on Twitter at Katie Golden. K-A-T-I-E-G-O-L-D-I-N, where you can hear my Katie thoughts. Uh, and also, I am at Pro Bird Rights, where I talk about, you know, how birds are the real people, if we're honest. Wow. You know, who's the, real, who's the yeah. real people? People or birds? Birds. Thanks. You yeah, that is. First. That's true. Oh, yeah. well then, I guess oh. you don't have to go to the I guess account. we don't need the Twitter account anymore. Miles just, like, kind of blew it. <laughs> I guess you can kind of deliver. Uh, he, he rushed the gush. He rushed the gush rushed on the, the bird gush. news. Uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and what's a tweet that you're liking? Um, actually, it has to do with the the post office stuff. This is from Captain Sunder at Sunder Cr, uh, who writes: There is a 100 percent chance that dozens of trust fund Silicon Valley bros are getting together to make USPS replacement startup apps, and they're all going to be called shit like Letter or Mall. <laughs> Mall. Oh my God. I know. That's <gasps> the race to privatization is beginning. I mean, that's the whole part of this thing of completely dis and making the postal service run shittily is to then be like, all right, so let's privatize the fuck out of it. So and now this twenty two year old entrepreneur is yeah. disrupting the mail industry. You're like, <laughs> he's no! disrupting the lives of rural Americans who can't get their mail and he's calling it gamification. Yeah, right. Oh. Disrupting mail was the problem to begin with. <laughs> oh boy. What a what a time to be alive. Uh Jamie, what about you? Thank you for helping me uh you know just steer this ship. Uh, into the right port today. As uh, as always, an incredible substitute teacher. Um, Dynamic. I'm always the chaos in chaos levels were high. Forever let's, in debt th Let's throw in a VHS for the rest of the day. I'm good. Yeah. Okay, great. And I'm I've got. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what I have here. Oh well, banned from TV. That's a little too hardcore, I think, for the kids. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially that circus accident one. Okay, I'll find another tape mm -hmm. in my in the backseat of my Sentra uh, to bring in. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jamie, where can people find you? Follow you? What's the tweets you like? Uh, you can follow me at Jamie Christ Superstar on Instagram. Jamie Loftus Help on Twitter. I'm doing a live stream of a new version of Boss Whom Is Girl this Friday night uh, as part of the Austin Sketch Fest. It's free. You can watch it uh, online. You can get all the links to that are in my Twitter. Wait, is this uh, the first time you've done this? Like that you can see this without being there in person? I'm thinking. Yeah, right? so it's it's not the original show. It's a uh, 2020 update of my show from last year. <laughs> wow! But you can watch it for free uh, on Friday night, and then possibly after. I'm not totally sure. So yeah. watch well, Friday night to be safe. Get in, get in, Zeit Gang. If you have not seen Jamie's live show, I'm not joking. It's it's like some next level shit, and the writing is fantastic. The thoroughness of like your research to even make your character is commendable. Uh, and if you if you're limited to just knowing Jamie like as being on our show or like listening to her on Bechdel Cash or what have you, 
watching you perform is a completely different quantity. And I feel like if you are if you are a fan, you have to watch on Friday. You have to watch. So Thank you I'm, so I'm much. letting you oh, know. That's so nice. Oh Thank no, one hundred percent. I just that's so I I was I was like, damn man, like I always knew you were like really talented, but like actually seeing your show, and I'm like, fuck, bro, Jamie's next level. So don't do yourself a disservice and witness that shit with your eyes. Friday night, I ride Friday I ride night. a tiny motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Is there still some good uh, cameo clips that you use? Are those still holding up? I've got new cameos. Oh my god! got it. You have cameos. to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You it's everything. simply must. And then I'll yes. shout out a Caleb Heron tweet if it hasn't been shouted out already. Uh, one of my recent faves at Caleb says things every week we have to do some new shit that the government was supposed to be handling and make it into a civic duty internet challenge like guys it was honestly so easy and fun repairing roads and bridges today I built two highways can anybody match me (laughs) (laughs) my favorite depressing tweet of the week Oh, man. Uh, okay, so let's see. A couple tweets that I like. Uh, one is from my boy Kev, who was like, yo, check this tweet out because I don't go on Twitter that much. It's from Dan White, at, at Dan White. Uh, it says, role-playing has saved my wife and I's sex life and marriage. We alternate weeks. On my weeks, she pretends to be a sexy French maid who I catch stealing jewelry. On her weeks, I pretend to be her first husband, Kevin, back from heaven and recovering from penis reduction surgery. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Um, and another one is from at Sophie underscore MHJ say kid, the kids Bob version of WAP is going to be like there's some chores in this house <laughs> so, shout out to the kids Unbelievable! Shit. So for all you parents out there, please, yeah, get the get the kids bop version, the kids whap version of that. Uh, you can check me out on uh, what is that? Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast for Twenty Day Fiance, talking about Ninety Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Also, the Daily Zeitgeist. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, on Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist. we got a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our inter- our episodes, our internets, I almost said, and our footnotes. Footnotes? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, the Daily the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio, so for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get them casts, okay? Now, you're like, what are we riding out on? We need some big, weak Miles, energy. What are we riding out on? All right, mate, we've, we've got a beat of it. We've got a beat of it. Let me just dig back here in the centra. Oh, shit. Just a lot of rappers there from my Nature Valley packed protein bars. Um, oh, look at this cassette tape. Put it in. Oh, yeah. mate, this is Rock the Boat by Aaliyah, oh. but oh a remix from K. Trinata. So this Love is the it. K. Rock the Boat remix. Oh, my God. He kind of shifts the beat. So some of the, you're, if you're used to singing the song, some of her lines come off the beat. He's putting it down on the one, three. It feels really good. It's a nice houseified remix. So please, you know, do your chores. Go to his SoundCloud. Support him. Get that track there. Because it ain't on Spotify, y'all. Uh, with that, thanks, everybody, for being here, making this a group effort and a successful group project. I think we got an A. Um, so I appreciate you. Until then, yeah, we'll see you later with a trending episode. And until then, later, y'all. Bye. Bye.